0: Plastic Pollution Those nappies we use to keep our babies clean seem to be part of a problem which starts at birth. Today's interview guest explains the stats. He shows how we can reduce the impact of disposable nappies by replacing them with a product which can be reused and recycled. Plastic pollution is not the only thing that can start from birth. The circular economy can start there too. Hello, I'm Anthony Day and this is the Wednesday interview from the Sustainable Futures Report. It's Wednesday the 9th of February. Today I'm welcoming Guy Shanshief. He is the founder of Bambino Mio and chair of the Nappy Alliance. Guy, welcome. Good morning. Yell of Gather, we're going to talk about nappies or what some listeners to the podcast call diapers and as far as sustainability is concerned that's a product which has had a bad press because the market is dominated by disposables they contain plastic and apart from the pollution that that causes they are all too often flushed when they shouldn't be and they block drains and they block sewers so guy how has your business model addressed these problems of sustainability or non-sustainability
1: we're offering um an alternative which is which is reusable nappies washable nappies for parents Um, and certainly as as you say as as more as more parents uh, have become concerned about um about plastics about waste then um the nappy issue has risen up the the agenda and and demand for the products has, has never been greater some of the some of the um, the stats, one percent. I mean, you, you touched on them in your introduction, but 1% of all plastic production goes into making single-use nappies, disposable nappies. Um, global, and, and of those globally, um, 90 billion nappies are thrown away a year um, in the world. And reusables, the alternative we're offering, um, uses 98% fewer raw materials and generates 99% less waste.
0: Right well you say where business leads society follows if you've got a better mousetrap as they say uh, if you've got a better product then you will persuade the consumer but the key thing of course is whether this product is cost effective it's whether it's competitive on the cost front
1: and i think that that's 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 another big area for us um parents save around um one and a half thousand pounds when choosing reusable nappies washable nappies um and uh for a baby and even more if you use them for for a second child so so it's sort of win-win in that um in that you're not creating waste we're not creating um plastic um to 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 make the nappies and at the same time we're saving money it's proper i mean it's proper circular economy stuff because um as i, as I touched on once once the nappies have been used for one baby they can be used for a second baby we even get customers Sending us photos, I won't say they're in a particularly good state, but who've used them for six or seven babies. So it, it is it is proper proper reuse. And I think um the use we we know and, and and it's well documented that um resource use is responsible for 90% of biodiversity loss, 50% of carbon emissions. So so reuse is um is so important for us to address some of the issues that we're facing.
0: When we had our family uh, quite a lot of years ago, we used squares of terry towelling and we washed them and we used them again. So what is the difference between uh, that and the product that you're offering now?
1: Well, the modern reusable nappies are, um, are very different. I, I'll sort of point that out to start with. No complicated folding, no pins, no soaking. Um, there's, there's an array of materials out there, everything from bamboo to cotton um to all sorts of fabrics depending on sort of level of absorbency that you require and what 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 consumers want and um and, and beautiful patterns sealing with velcro so you haven't got sort of the plastic pants you need to you need to fit over the top um the sanitizers to to wash the nappies which can be washed at low temperatures um so the experience of using reusable nappies now is is um a much more um pleasurable experience and I think i think one of the if you go on social media um instagram photos um bloggers with with many many followers who, who who are using reusable nappies and posting about it shows how actually attractive and pretty the products are right well terry Towling, of
0: course is made from cotton and cotton is a product which has quite a bit quite a big environmental footprint are you still using cotton you mentioned a range of
1: materials there's a range of materials and i think and i think the issue is that 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 whatever material you use and whatever you do as a business just by existing you're having that environmental impact i think as a company and we see this across companies within um within the industry in general there is a move to um to to improve that we're not saying it's perfect there are issues with cotton there's issues with bamboo, there's issues with microfiber, there's issues with a lot of the fabrics that are that are available. Each have their own different, slightly different impact, um, but clearly compared with, with the issues around disposables, they are a lot better. I don't think any of us would claim that any materials we used are absolutely perfect, but we, within Bambino, me and my company, we have a big drive at the moment to use um, recycled material and and reusing reusing some of the, the materials that are out there. um it's well documented that that, that other manufacturers within the industry will use um, the plastic from uh, from bottles to recycle into fabrics that are used. So um, I agree, I think there are no materials out there that are that are perfect that there are impacts for all of those. But I think I think as an industry, what we're trying to do is is improve all the time and, and, and make that better. But actually, if you look at it from the impact from the alternative disposables the jump is the jump is quite great
0: right if we move on and we look at sustainability from a broader perspective you say where business leads society follows you also say that governments should not be relied upon to take the lead so much in do- in dealing with the climate crisis but more should be put on business but surely business is hamstrung it's in the hands of the consumer and given that there is a lot of skepticism amongst consumers surely it's only governments which are actually going to be able to take the actions which
1: are necessary i think i think i think governments governments can can lead governments can um show show that leadership but it is actually only businesses that are going to deliver that are going to deliver the solution. so, so uh i mean it, ours is quite an interesting industry and in that i've spent as you alluded to at the beginning i started um the NAPI alliance our trade organization about 20 years ago to make sure that that nappies had the the profile within this debate around single-use plastics because it is quite a difficult one for politicians to discuss, politicians don't want to be going out there telling parents what they should and shouldn't be doing. But based on the stats that we talked about earlier, it's a really important issue. It can't be it can't be forgotten. One one thing that that is quite interesting that if you look at our government that 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 they're talking about addressing um, single use plates, which which we throw away 1.1 billion in this country, um, coffee cups where we throw away two and a half billion. But disposable NAP is a 3.6 billion in this country every year. So it is an important, it is an important subject that um, that can't be forgotten. But the problem with governments, especially in our conversations, is they only really understand taxing things and banning things. What we found in our industry, to your point, is that actually it's an education process with reusables. When, um, when. Parents have shown shown reusable nappies and the benefit, not just from an environment point of view, but from a cost point of view. It, it, it's interesting to see the dramatic change. We've and then that's global. We've done some we've done some work in Vanuatu, the, the islands off um, off the Australian coast. They were the first country in the world two or three years ago to announce a ban on disposable nappies as part of a wider ban on plastics. And there was a real backlash from parents, as you would expect. But actually, we helped fund some research which which actually went out into the communities across the islands um, to to actually show the products, the benefits, why why it would address um, some of the issues they've got around plastics. twenty seven percent of waste in Vanuatu is just disposable nappies, and there's no municipal waste dumps. Um so there's well, there's one municipal waste dump in the capital. So out in these islands, they bury them on the beaches and they get washed out to sea. I mean, it's quite horrendous. The idea that these single use products are going into countries that can't that can't deal with it. But from an education point of view, as a brand, they um they really the parents got it. And the no and, and the acceptance of that, and hopefully they will move back to that, that idea of a ban. Um, the 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 acceptance from parents was was um was was incredible. That change once they understood. So it is a it is an education process, and, and governments don't always get that.
0: Well, you're talking very much about avoiding pollution, and that's an essential part of sustainability. But looking at the other aspect, which is achieving net zero in order to avoid exceeding 1.5 degrees centigrade, how do you feel governments are leading on that, if at all? How optimistic do you feel that we will actually achieve those sorts of targets? I
1: think I... um... I went, I, I was lucky enough to visit COP in, uh, in November. Um, and it was very interesting because talking to people there who had been involved in, in previous COPs, it was very interesting to hear them talk about how swift this move, the move seemed to be. I mean, we may all feel that it's happening quite slowly, but, but, but the feedback I was getting was actually those that had been involved even two or three years ago. The idea that we were even talking about net zero three years down the road. Was quite felt to them like quite a, a dramatic change. So there was, I felt there was quite a lot of, of optimism. I think, I personally think the biggest challenge is greenwashing, which we see in this industry quite a lot. Um, I think it was a lot easier to identify people who denied that this was a problem or, or an issue and climate change deniers a few years ago because you could really, um really call them out because it was obvious. I think what is far more dangerous is the greenwashing. And we see it in this in this industry from disposable companies you talked about the fact that uh the, the disposable nap is made by some of the biggest companies in the world uh, and obviously they are feeling some consumer pressure and their response to this is to produce what i would term, with my cynical head on apologies um so-called environmentally friendly disposables which could be anything just to having it in green packaging to giving it twee names, to talk about the potential for them being biodegradable or recyclable or compostable, which in reality is not happening. There's no there's no model that's shown this ever in in on scale in terms of being able to recycle. And most most nappies will end up in um, wrapped in a plastic bag in landfill anyway. So it, it makes consumers feel better. And I I, I mean it, it does make me feel quite angry that that consumers who are clearly concerned about the amount of uh, disposable nappies they're throwing away. Are being told by these companies will spend two or three times the money on the nappies that you need to buy from your baby and actually you can ease your conscience by doing that and um and it, it isn't the solution and it isn't the solution on le- lots of levels as i say because they're going to end up in in um they're going to end up in landfill anyway so um so um, and which is not the right environment for them to um to biodegrade and actually using more and more raw materials isn't going to work but for disposable companies um it means they continue to um to serve those customers and also massively increase their margins because they can charge more money for these for these um so-called um environmental uh environmental products just on that on that biodegradable plastics thing and one of the one of the stats i heard recently which um which is quite interesting but because if we were to move but bi- to bioplastics to meet just half a percent of our current requirement for plastic it would take an area four times the size of london so bioplastics are not really a long-term feasible solution to it
0: looking again at the broad sustainable uh, sustainability perspective are you optimistic for the future
1: yes i am and i'm optimistic because i can see and maybe you may accuse us of sort of sitting in a in a bit of a bubble here because obviously our customers are are very committed and and um and they want to use reusable nappies and they and they're coming to us but we can see i mean having done this for for more years than i want to remember um the shift certainly in the last few years has been has been dramatic um and um, the, the number of consumers that are interested in this area. And it's our responsibility as a brand and a, and a purpose-driven brand that just wants to get more people to use ReoSpon app is, to do that education piece that I'm talking about, to bring consumers. But it's interesting in the business world. Again, you touched on it as, as far as the solution is concerned. But if I go to two events, and I'm lucky enough to go to a few awards events because we we, we 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 have been nominated to a few awards over the years. And certainly in the last couple of years, I think the most striking thing is the number of companies that I see winning awards for excellence who are addressing some of the um, SDGs and, and actually addressing some of the issues that we've got in the world. And th- these companies are proving to be very successful. So I think there is huge reasons for optimism. Yeah, thank you very much for talking to the Sustainable
0: Futures Report. Now, before you go, uh, you're marketing in the UK and the US.
1: Are you in any other markets across the world? We actually our, our main markets and our focus is on germany france and the uk so germany is our biggest market uh, that tipped over last year um, and then france and the uk and that that sort of accounts for a large part but we i mean we've sold in 50 or so countries you can buy our products in every country in the world the joy of the uh, the internet um but the the, the the our core markets at the moment are where, where a lot of our focus is, is germany Germany, France, and the UK, but but um, we're available in supermarkets and pharmacies at, sort of across Europe. Australia is also quite strong for us.
0: Guy Chief of Bambino Mio, thank you again for talking to the Sustainable Futures Report. Thank you very much. That was the Wednesday interview. You can find links on the Sustainable Futures Report website to reports on the problem from the United Nations and from Zero Waste Europe and an account of the project in Vanuatu that Guy mentioned. At the end of this episode, on the Sustainable Futures Report website, that's sustainablefutures.report, you'll also find links to Bambino Mio and the Nappy Alliance. A word to my patrons. Thanks to you, as always, for listening and for your support. I've put up a poll, a very simple question, about the ideal length for a podcast episode. So far there seems to be a fairly strong consensus, but if you haven't put your response in yet, please go across to patreon.com SFR and add your selection. Please do it before Friday. Friday's episode about the energy situation had a very positive response. It's been suggested that I should expand the Russia-Ukraine dimension. Do you know anybody who's qualified to talk on this and on the wider issue of Russia's approach to sustainability and net zero? I'm putting inquiries out, but if you know somebody, get in touch, mail at anthony-day.com. That's it for today, and there will be another episode as usual on Friday. I'm Anthony Day. That was the Wednesday interview from the Sustainable Futures Report. Bye for now.